I V M. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Munish, and as always, I'm joined by Nishant. We're at the halfway stage of the NBA. The Phoenix Suns ensure that they go into the halfway stage in second spot in the Western Conference. Did you see that coming? No, <laughs> I don't think they did either. <laughs> second spot is a bit much. Like we thought, top four would be like the best thing for yeah. this team. Yeah. Pretty, pretty impressive teams. A lot of teams have been yeah. uh, trending up just as the se- just as the season was taking its break. The Boston Celtics, whom we last discussed, were in a miserable ninth position. Have moved up back to fourth. They won the last four games. Yeah. Miami Heat form has been looking upwards. Toronto Raptors have been looking upwards. So I think our earlier predictions at the start of the season, they're slowly. It took a long time, but they're slowly coming back into place. Uh, on today's episode, we'll talk about the trade deadline because it's the last chance for teams to strengthen their rosters and decide what they want to do. It's it's a it's a spot, it's a phase where you decide whether you want to go for the chip this year, you want to build for the future, and all of that. And a lot of rumors right. floating, and these rumors are just going to get louder as the trade deadline of March 25th approaches. So let's talk about a few of the rumors that have been going around. And I'll start off with the big one uh, because the Philadelphia 76ers are sitting on top of the Eastern Conference. Uh, they look like the real deal, but Brooklyn Nets, I think, look like a stronger team on paper and mm. on current form as well, winning eight of the last nine, is it? So Philadelphia are missing that one person in their team. I think Danny Green is a weak link and they've been linked to Kyle Lowry. Do you think that's a possibility? Uh, it's it's going to be, I think... With Lowry, it's, he has a lot of say in whether he gets traded or not. And if he does get traded, where does he go? Mm-hmm. It it would make sense for the Toronto Raptors, just business-wise, to trade him. He's aging. He's not getting any younger. He can go add value on a on a chip-winning team or close. And they get they get some assets in return, which they might not if he goes as a as a free agent. So, in several ways, this makes sense for a Toronto Raptors team that's looking to rebuild around a younger core. They've, mm-hmm. They're heavily invested now in Fred Van Fleet because they extended his contract. Siakam's there. They've got OG. Uh, what, what a set of initials to have. And Roby. Um, <laughs> and they're, they're building around that with their well, Boucher and all of, all of those guys. right? So, uh, decent core. They can add some shooters, maybe add another... Uh, height your backcourt guy point guard maybe and uh, that, that's a solid team in the east so they've got a project going they've got an aging superstar it makes sense to trade him get some assets in return before he loses his value and there's diminishing marginal returns and perhaps potentially he could walk for free because he's a free agent soon yep so all of this is fair great all right but He's been a cornerstone of that franchise for so long. For a long time, it was him and DeRozan, and then they traded, uh, traded DeRozan, and they only did that because they, they were getting Kawhi in right. return. And and who can fault them, right? They went straight to the chip. Mm-hmm. But Lowry's going to be tough. He's their franchise leader in a bunch of stat categories. He's for sure a contender for a retired jersey in Toronto. So I think what's going to happen is he's going to get a significant say in where he goes rather mm-hmm. than a potential scenario where he just traded to the best bidder and whoever puts together the best package, even if that means he goes to like a Detroit or a Cleveland type lottery team, right? That whose best aim is let's get a high draft pick next season. So that's not going to happen. Philly now is a, is a decent place. Now let's talk about fit. Can Lowry be traded? Yes. Will they want some assets in return? Yes. But do Toronto have high bargaining power? No. The only thing they'll bargain for 
is that he goes to a good place where he's contending for the title which would possibly be what's on Lowry's mind. Mm-hmm. Philly ticks all of the boxes so far. Now then all they've got to put together is a package mm-hmm. um, that can land Lowry and, and of course decide is that package for Lowry going to make us stronger than we are right now. If you're Philly, right. that's what you're thinking. Daryl Morey is not one to shy away from a trade. If there's a trade to be made, he'll make it. Mm-hmm. He seems to be of the disposition that uh, you can't do the same things and expect the same results. Doing something differently would get you better results. And a lot of times it's just forced differential behavior from Daryl Morey. Mm-hmm. So I have no doubt if there's a trade to be made, they'll move. They'll move for Kyle Lowry for sure. What do they give up in the process? Do they give up Danny Green? I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. We had this debate with, with Amit Doshi, right? Amit Doshi uh, still believes Danny Green is a good defender. I I would disagree there. I don't think he's... I think the Toronto chip winning season was the last time that he was an elite perimeter defender. I think he's diminished right. greatly since then. And I would know because he played a full season as a starter for the Lakers. His shooting is on and off. Uh, and they create great looks for him. So he's still knocking down threes. But Kyle Lowry offers them a whole lot more. And I think Kyle Lowry is a better defender even now. Especially in the playoffs, especially in the clutch. He's got a bit of that Drew Holiday in him. He just elevates his defense in the in, in the clutch. Um, so I like that trade. It makes them a formidable defensive unit. Sets them up really nicely for the playoffs. Um, when when you're going up against the Brooklyn Nets, which, would, which I would assume is their biggest threat, if not Milwaukee, yep. you really want that perimeter to be, be solid because... The Brooklyn Nets, your biggest problem is you put one guy on Harden, Kyrie is free. You put two guys on Kyrie and Harden, Durant is free. Now, there's really no one that can defend Durant very well. So, your best bet is try and contain the other two. <laughs> try and contain the other two, right? Now, Ben Simmons is is amazing, right? At, at locking yep. down at least one of them. That's your best shot. In the league, that's your best shot. Mm-hmm. Who takes the other guy? I don't think Danny Green can take either of um, James Harden or or Kyrie Irving, I think you've got a lot better of, a, of an opportunity if it's if it's Kyle Lowry. And mm-hmm. I remember last season's All-Star game and, the, and that final quarter when things got so feisty. Harden yep. got, got uh, Lowry got Harden's number twice in, the, in that game. I, I know it's an All-Star game, stakes are not quite as high, but that was as competitive a game as we've seen. So I like that trade. I think they should do it. Uh, and, and I think it mm-hmm. makes sense for Lowry as well, puts him in a position to contend for the chip. Makes sense for Toronto. They get some assets in return. Maybe Danny Green. Maybe a couple of other pieces. Uh, and they get rid of an aging superstar. And, and they part ways uh, amicably. Sending him where he wants to go. I think it, it works best for everyone. It's a good trade. I really think that will make Philadelphia 76ers the favourites in the East. Because uh, look at the team. Ben Simmons, one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah. MVP level game right now. Yeah. Tobias having probably his best season ever. And Seth Curry shooting 45%, 47% from three. And you add Kyle Lowry to that mix, I think it makes them even stronger than Brooklyn Nets just because they have the defense as long to, to go along with that uh, offense as well. So I think yeah. that really makes sense. Uh, it'll take a lot for them to convince Toronto, like you said. I think they'll have to give away their uh, draft picks. They'll have to give away probably their rookie Tyrese Maxi, which they might probably not be keen on because when the Harden rumor was on, they did not want to part with Maxi at that point in time. So I don't know if they'll do it for Lowry. Uh, something that remains to be seen, but uh, that's a possibility, of course. Right. Uh, the second player I wanted to talk about who's uh, rumored to be moving also is John Collins, who has made clear that he does not want to stay in Atlanta. He did not sign a rookie extension last season, which makes him a free agent at the end of the season. 
I thought you were doing Drummond for a second. I'm like, thank God anyone but Drummond. And I'm just sick of talking about Drummond. I'm sure we will at some point though. We'll see if we need to talk about Drummond. We've done enough with Drummond. But John yeah, exactly. Collins is... Uh, the Atlanta Hawks have showed uh, not real, no real interest in keeping him because they went yeah. ahead and signed Capella. They signed Gallinari. He's a number four as well. Sure. So John Collins is kind of a additional piece over there and they can do without him as well. So, yeah. And one of the rumored teams that are seem to be interested in him were the Warriors. Now, that hmm. makes things a little bit interesting, doesn't it? Would he fit into the Warriors lineup? Would yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love him in the Warriors lineup immediately, but even more so next season. I think yeah. everyone, look, everyone's of the opinion that should Clay come back fit next season? Like these mm-hmm. guys are straight favorites, if not somewhere up there in the top two in the West. Mm-hmm. And people will say this regardless of what the Jazz achieved this season, unless they win the chip regardless of how Clippers perform, unless they win the chip, right? So, you get the drift. Now, once Clay Thompson comes back, you need to free up a slot in that backcourt. Who's the first guy to get the boot? Kelly Oubre, right? From yep. the starting lineup at least. Yep. Which makes him a kind of dispensable piece. Mm-hmm. Same with Wiggins, but Wiggins gives them a positional cover that the kind of, the likes of which Kelly Oubre doesn't. So, Oubre is disposable dispensable sorry uh, they can absolutely put they've got enough picks they can absolutely put together an exciting package for atlanta and i don't think it's going to take that much to convince atlanta i don't think john collins figures very highly in their in their plans um they got capella and and, and honestly they're struggling even with all of this talent yeah. pool they're, they're struggling so they probably make sense to go a different direction maybe load up the backcourt instead of going um, forward heavy, right? Have Capella have a solid backcourt, have shooters, and and do what Houston Rockets should have done in the first place last season. That that seems to be where they're headed now. They've already committed to Trey Young, and if they're not, they will. They need they need to get him paid. Uh, that then leaves very little financial room to operate because Trey Young's going to get a max at some point, super max kind of contract. Right. So then, now, John Collins, they made a good offer. They made him a solid offer. I forget what it was, but they made him, I think, $90 million, was it? They made him a yep. big contract offer, and he turned it down. So he's clearly looking to get paid. Uh, they're not going to do it. I don't think they can afford it. So so then, they might as well enter trade talks, right? Golden State Warriors, now that's a problem also. Because <laughs> they're, they're already the biggest payroll in basketball. They're paying, yep. That's because they're paying Clay Thompson when he's out, right? But when he's back... They'll then have to shed some of that fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be in the form of Kelly Oubre, could be maybe Pascal, maybe they find another piece to drop. But mm-hmm. if they add Collins to the mix, it's an intriguing scenario because what do you do with Draymond? You play small maybe ball. You, hmm? you play small ball. What do you do with Wiseman? <laughs> you play him off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And that sucks. That sucks. That sucks for a talent like Wiseman. Would that be the best move for him? Maybe he moves out. So, uh, or, or maybe maybe they play Raymond at the three, Collins mm-hmm. and, and Wiseman. Not exactly small ball. Completely transforms their lineup because then they've only got the backcourt shooters and yeah. uh, then they go deep in the paint. And Draymond's kind of the joker in between. I don't know. It, there's a lot to be figured out there. It's not a ready-made fit, I'll say that, Collins. I love it mm-hmm. to the Warriors just because, you know, get Steph Curry more help to win the chip. But they're going to have a major adjustment play style. So I'm kind of warm on this trade. I'm not entirely okay. convinced, except that it's a great talent piece to add. 
All right. So that was John Collins. A new rumor that uh, surfaced up today from the Athletic is that the Boston Celtics were looking uh, yeah. going shopping, and they were interested in two big names actually. Jeremy Grant. He's getting he's getting a lot of looks since he made the move to Detroit. He's been balling it out there. Yeah. And Vucevic from uh, Orlando Magic. How do you think this would pair out? Because Boston has that mid-level exception, right? The twenty-eight million exception, and they yeah. could go out all and get both these stars if they wanted to. Do you think it makes sense for them? I think Vucevic is going to cost them uh, a fair um, amount. Twenty mm-hmm. plus. They have to trade a bit, but not a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Vucevic is going to be twenty twenty plus easy. Yep. Uh, the way he's been playing, he genuinely can demand a max contract, and there will be clubs that will give it to him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if nobody else, New York will pay him. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they've got a financially they've got some figuring out to do. Uh, we're hearing a lot of either or talk, right? It's either Jeremy mm-hmm. Grant or Vucevic. What if they can put together a deal to do both? Mm-hmm. And they have pieces to move. Kemba hasn't been the player. Uh, he's had a few injuries, so he can still give you some games, but the consistency is way off. It's not the kind of player. Maybe they were better off with Rozier at the time, right? Of course, they would have done that trade if they got a chance to do it again, but. In retrospect, maybe Rozier would have been better off. He's balling out in Charlotte, right? So, so Kemba is a piece that they can maybe move. Um, Jeremy, why? What I love love about Jeremy Grant to Boston is there's almost an instant fit in play style with the team culture in general, which is right. that gritty, dogged tenacity in defense. Yep. He he sinks right in with Marcus Smart, with Tatum, with Brown. Yep. Then you've got four elite defenders. That's mm-hmm. a fearsome defense. Yep. And I love that. I love that actually more than I like Vucevic. Because Vucevic solves another problem for them, which is on offense, where they've also been woefully inconsistent this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that play style isn't akin to anything that Boston does. Right. So it'd be a bit of a disjointed piece in Boston. Like a talented guy, but doesn't quite fit in with, fit with in. their flow mm-hmm. of game. Jeremy Grant fits right in, man. He can... He can score now. He's proven it beyond question. Um, he can st- uh, score without really having any great movement around him or somebody setting up plays for him. He can do it off the dribble. He can drive to the paint. And we know he can defend. I'm yeah. barring LeBron James in the playoffs. He took on pretty much every other assignment and did, did right. really well last season. Uh, do we blame him for not being able to defend LeBron in the playoffs? Come give, cut him some slack. Nah. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I love that fit. I, I, uh-huh. that, that'd be a trade I'd kill to see Jeremy Grant in Boston Not I agree so and I'm happy for Jeremy Grant yeah. who really took that decision to move to Detroit so that he'll have more of the ball and yeah. can be the main player in the team and it's really paying off I mean we love to see it when, when someone bets on themselves takes a huge gamble which, Absolutely. which isn't a safe move at all and then it pays off it's the best stories in sport absolutely so those were three rumours uh, I'm also <laughs> looking at they need to make some moves, don't they? I mean, yeah, yeah. they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but who else do they have? I don't know. If this is a team that needs to be contending, they need a they need a point guard, I would say, because yeah. Lou Williams is not cutting it, Pat Beverly is not cutting it. They really need a elite point guard. Do you see any names coming out for you? I want to club them with two other teams. Let's talk about the three teams that mm-hmm. should be in title contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, all of them need a move at least. Something mm-hmm. or the other. They need free agency, they need somebody to show up, or they need some kind of miracle where someone comes back from injury. One of these is applicable to all these three teams. You have the Clippers, mm-hmm. you have the other LA team, the defending mm-hmm. champs, and then mm-hmm. you have the Bucks. 
all of mm-hmm. them were expected to contend for the title all of them are discovering there's a little bit of a gap and oh shit we have a lot of competition that we didn't think would be yeah. at a level where they'd compete with us right like where did utah jazz come from where did the phoenix suns come from yep. um, roaring out of nowhere last thing they want is warriors to get any kind of bolstering done that's in the west in the east milwaukee started off as maybe the favorites maybe second to the nets then the nets added james harden yep and then philadelphia just kind of all all lights <laughs> out balling out yeah yep. and and no fitness issues and their stock of further strengthening their squad so these three teams they're kind of on the fringes of the championship race right now and they need to get a look back in mm-hmm. not without problems though so clippers are about 6 mil above the luxury tax already right they have no first round picks to trade thanks to the paul yeah. george move they're in a bit of soup a uh, soup the lakers slightly lesser above luxury t- i i think they've managed their wage bill pretty well so far but mm-hmm. it's not helping is it they, uh, they don't have the personnel right now to be elite uh, especially right. with ad out and they don't have a first the technically they have a first round pick but the earliest first round pick they can trade is 2027 thanks to yep. all of the stuff they gave up in the ad trade that's mm-hmm. not going to cut it that's like 6 mm-hmm. years down the line nobody is going to give you prime value for that pick not yep. now there you are the bucks they're actually below the hard hard salary cap they kind of above the soft cap but whatever they'll pay that tax mm-hmm. uh they they have some sort of restriction where they can't sign a player till the first week of april and okay. they can't trade a first round pick either much like the because <laughs> like they the gave away everything for no one so so these guys have nothing they badly need a trade they really don't have much to give away so they'll have to move what that means is essentially all three teams will have to move existing pieces to get someone right lakers badly badly and i cannot say this enough they need a big man they have no bigs right now ad is out injured gasol the joke i hate to say it but gasol the joke and i never thought i'd say that about lakers in in any area that a gasol would be a joke in la uh, and uh, montres harrell again told you love him he's a bit of that kelly oubre type hustle guy but he just doesn't have the size he's going to get tossed around by okay he's going to get tossed around mm-hmm. by embiid uh, there's no way he can handle durant or anyone of that size with that kind of movement mm-hmm. he's just not he's great off the bench high energy high impact pumps up the team gets points on the board gets you a few rebounds here and there but he can't defend a big and he's mm-hmm. going to get expo- exposed especially when marcus sol can't either so the lakers don't have any size they did not at all replace dwight howard and javel mcgee right defensively at least so they need a big mm-hmm. griffin pff, i don't know that's a lot of money and and you know it's been a while since he's played any kind of competitive yep. high level basketball yep. that's not the answer drummond i'm not a fan you get rebounds i don't think you get the kind of rim protection you expect from a drummond i'd much rather have dwight howard back then then drama mm-hmm. really in that sense mm-hmm. so the lakers have some figuring out to do they need a big badly maybe white side is the answer he's languishing in sacramento he's the answer to a bunch of teams not yeah. not very expensive uh, led the league in blocks last season and and can easily be a double double kind of guy for yeah. for your starting lineup so that would be a legit option he's a bit temperamental but at this point i trust lebron's <laughs> leadership to turn any of those kind of things around and they yeah, seem to understand right point. how what you can do it with anyone exactly exactly and the coaching setup which is top notch and there's jared dudley on the, on the bench <laughs> to keep people in high spirits so that that would probably be a punt i would take cuz they don't have a whole lot that they can give up either right uh, the lakers right. it's not like you want to get, get somebody in and you give up so much that 
net net you're not really gaining or you probably lose something mm-hmm. that's the lakers clippers have it tougher because this is a league that's loaded on guard talent but mostly starting guard talent right <laughs> lou williams right. is a bit of a one sec we lost your vision uh, should be back now okay where uh, let me do that again clippers huh we're in a league that has a lot of guard talent but a lot of that is starting guard talent there's not a lot of lou williams is going around and the one the one lou williams that's there is in la in the clippers <laughs> and he seems to be completely out of sorts at the moment yeah so that's probably they have the toughest puzzle to solve because they know what they want exactly what they want they, it's really not out there mm-hmm. maybe they should have gone in on that derek rose trade and taken a point. yeah that's what i was thinking i mean yeah. he had they had a perfect solution not perfect but kind of a decent solution in derek rose where right experience for not so much cost and then that's all you needed yeah well you know what maybe maybe they can take a shot at kyle lowry because he solves mm-hmm. in fact it's probably a better fit in uh he's probably a better fit in the clippers than he is in the philadelphia in, in the 76 yeah, why putting the band back together yeah why not <laughs> uh, why why not and you know what that will probably instill more confidence in him than going to a philly, philly team where mm-hmm. probably slightly better off better position to win but maybe he thinks we're going to run into the nets at some point versus the clippers who might have a better shot at making the finals and mm-hmm. he's done it with kawai before so there's that yeah. to consider there's also ibaka there so there's, there's a whole you know let's bring yeah. the band back uh, scenario <laughs> there so maybe that's their best bet um that's that's really where uh, they should be looking uh, lakers like i said white side and that kind of rounds up their uh, conundrum bucks yeah. what do you do with the bucks you're stuck <laughs> it would seem so right i mean jeru's back he had a clutch game winner today yeah. uh, kind of proving his worth again i think they've got to run with it this season i i don't think it makes sense at this stage to make any kind of panic moves mm-hmm. they will not get equitable value for anything that they give up i think they've got to run with it see how it goes and they've got yanis for the long term future so see how it goes and then make adjustments in the post season i think that makes most sense for them Okay, those were the big teams. Do you see any other outrageous moves that we didn't see coming? Do you think Bradley Beal is going to stick around at the Washington Wizards? Because they've been balling now. They won eight yeah. of the last, and Westbrook is finding some form. Beal is hitting thirty points every game. So you think it makes sense for him to stay there, try to get into playoff spot, and then let's see where it goes next season? I just feel like Beal, much like Lillard, sometimes gets in his own way in terms of mm-hmm. these off-the-court decisions. Mm-hmm. At least Lillard is sure of what he wants to do. He's sure he's a loyalty guy. He's sure he's going to stay here and build. He's not about going and uh, tipping the scales in an already tipped the scales kind of franchise. So he's not about to do a Durant or a LeBron or any of those things. I don't know if Beal has the same level of clarity, but it feels like sometimes he gets in his own way. And, and, and sometimes you've got to be sinister to get the best of your okay. scenario, right? And James Harden struggled with it for a while before he finally uh, was sure his mind was made up and he did whatever it took to get out of Houston. Sometimes you've got to do that. Mm-hmm. And Bale doesn't come, uh, sorry, Bradley Beal doesn't come off as the kind of guy that that will do it. So I kind of think he's going to stick around there convincing convincing himself of I don't know what. But I think he's going to stick around. But if he moves, he'll be the only marquee movement um, in this before the trade deadline. I don't think he's going to move though. Uh, and i think either now or post season there's going to be at least one big move from the knicks they've been long overdue they missed mm-hmm. out on kari and and kd 
largely because it was a dysfunctional franchise. Since then, they made a bunch of front office changes. They've brought in highly respected names from PR, brand management, and the sporting agency uh, background. So these guys know players. They know how to build, build a brand. They know how to put a quality product on the court. And they've got right. the most valuable court in the world. So in, in the biggest basketball market in, in the world. So now that they're balling, now that they've got a coach that seems to have figured themselves out, mm-hmm. they look a lot more attractive for a superstar to say, I want to plug myself into that setup and then build. Okay. And an, an attractive option for somebody who's already in a similar kind of setup mm-hmm. to, the, uh, to the bright lights of New York. I'm looking at Devin Booker, maybe. Uh, okay. Once CP3 leaves at the end of the season, uh, I'm wildly speculating now. But any yeah. superstar in that mold, I think New York are due for a big trade. It's been a while since Melo happened and Hody Melo happened. That'll be interesting if Devin Booker decides to move east to the New York. But I yeah. see Zach Levine, someone like Zach Levine fitting in there well because Possibly. the young player that they have, they'll add one more young guard and I think they have a very nice uh, future coming up because I like the team. I like uh, I like how they're playing now with yeah. uh, RJ Barrett and Reggie Bullock and Julius Randle and then they have that draft Obi Toppin who's hardly played this season and Correct. Quickly who's also a draft pick. Uh, I love that. Uh, quickly I think is, is heavily underrated. We'll probably see. Yeah. We haven't yet seen the best of him. And uh, for the last one month they've been the best defense in the league. New York. Yeah. Yeah. And if Zach Levine goes there he and Derek Rose can have their dunk contest in Hong oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I, I, I think that'll be the last thing Derek Rose ever does as a player. I, that, I won't recommend that. Not, not Levine of all people. I mean, prime Derek Rose could take on anyone in a dunk contest, but yeah, not, not, not anymore. All right. So those were the trade rumors. I think we're running mm-hmm. out of time, uh, but I'll catch sure. you after the weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend. I'm looking forward to, uh, did you see LeBron's comments on the Utah Jazz? Uh, Nubs and I'm just hoping that Rudy Gobert gets the ball in a clutch game at the end and throws it <laughs> outside. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That was unwarranted. Maybe he has something coming. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun to watch the game nevertheless yeah. and all those uh, halftime shows and the three-point contest and mm-hmm. the dunk contest and all of that. So, looking forward to that and I'll talk to you after the All-Star game. Sounds good, man. Take care. See you. Bye.